Welcome to the Genealogy Happy Hour, a place where new family historians can learn to document their family histories and celebrate their new discoveries. I'm Amy. And I'm Penny. And we're here to help you discover your family tree from the beginning. Welcome to episode 33. Today, we're going to be discussing researching your ancestors in Germany. But first, Penny, what wine do we have today? Well, <laughs> indeed, what wine? So We've been searching for a red <laughs> wine that Penny actually likes. Yeah, other than the $90 bottle of wine we found a while ago. Right. But, um, so this is German research, and I'm, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to tell this little story here. It's not really a story, but Amy was, uh, Amy had, has been to Germany. We're going to hear about that in a little bit. But she brought back a bottle of white. I was very excited about this very bottle of excited. white because I've been drinking this varietal of grape while I was over there mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. in um, Saxony, Anhalt, and in um, um, Thuringia. And it was so good. All the bottles that I had over there were really good. Yeah. So. And so then I brought, so I bought one. I went to the wine store and I asked them what they recommended and they gave me this bottle and I brought it back and we just opened it and... It smelled terrible. <laughs> it smelled terrible. I've never had a bottle of wine smell like that we're before. We're both going, what does that smell like? <laughs> Ew. So we tasted it, and we're both like, no. No, we can't drink this. And I, I, mean, I took bubble wrap. <laughs> I took all this stuff to bring back this one bottle of wine, and it was a bummer. So I'm just, I'm very sad. So we've moved on. We've yeah. moved on yeah. to, um, um, Amy had a bottle given to her as a gift, mm-hmm. and it's the Francis Coppola's uh Diamond Collection Black Label Claret, mm-hmm. and it is the Cabernet Sauvignon blend, and it and it's good. It's good. It's smooth tannins, has a wild berry flavor, and it's um. So we found we found a red that you kind of like. Yeah, I yeah. love it. I think it's great. Yeah, yeah. And needs, we haven't even op- we haven't let it open up as much uh, as it probably can. But yeah. yeah. So I love it. It's very smooth. It is smooth. Yeah. It's very smooth. So that's Francis Coppola's uh, Black Label Claret. We really we really tried for their f- German wine. <laughs> A for well, effort. A for I'm effort. just going to have to go back over there. I'm going to have to grab another bottle soon. One that you've actually tasted. <laughs> right. <laughs> right. Exactly. All right. All right. Let's talk about German research. German research. Well, let's talk about my research. My, let's my talk trip about your trip. Right. Yes. It wasn't really a research trip because I've already done the research actually kind of over here in the United States. But yeah. my, grandfa- my grandfather was born in Germany and um, came over to the United States with his parents, my great-grandparents, um, as a, an, an infant, really. He was almost about a year old. Uh, but they were from um, Mecklenburg, what is now Mecklenburg for Pomeran. Um, which is one of the northern German states mm-hmm. um, near the Polish border. Um, however, when he came over in 1884, it was the Grand Duchy of Mecklenburg-Schwerin. So um, I was fortunate enough to actually um, have in my possession the um, passport that they used to come over here, or to leave Germany, actually. Mm-hmm. And I also had um, a copy, an original copy of his baptism record, that my great-grandparents probably must have gone to the church 
and ask a cop for a copy of their three children's baptism records to take with them so that they could probably register in a church when they got to the United States. Okay. So they would have some record. They I don't know if they needed it for the um, the passport or not, mm-hmm. but they got mm-hmm. it um, within a couple of weeks of getting the passport. Yes. So, so you knew the town. So I knew exactly where the church yes. I knew the church, church was. Church, everything. Right. That's awesome. So that was a big help. But um, finding those records then... Um, to take the family back, you know, mm-hmm. I knew who his parents mm-hmm. were, obviously, and they came over, um, was a trick. And it's much easier now because Ancestry has recently uploaded a lot of the digitized um, parish records yes, from the Family History Library. But when you and I were out in Salt Lake several years ago at Roots Tech, mm-hmm. I spent um, two days researching down in the library um, there. And with the help of, it, which it's great because you've got the German um native speakers or German mm-hmm. speakers there that can actually help you translate the records. Yes. And it gets really tough. So, yeah. um, but we'll talk about the resources in a minute. But anyway, so I knew exactly what parish they were at. And through yeah. that research, I also knew what other parishes my fam- they, I had found records in. So um, when I was in Berlin, I took a day off and cause I was working. Mm-hmm. Um, it wasn't all vacation. It was mostly working. Um, I drove up. It's about two hours north to this li- these little tiny towns. They actually have 300 people. Mm-hmm. And um, I had one of my German colleagues call ahead, and they spoke to the um, the sexton of the church, and he was there. He met me there. He actually lives next door, opened the church up for me. So I actually got awesome. to see the church where my grandfather was baptized and where my great-grandparents got married, and um, which was really cool because my mother had always wanted to go there, but it had always been in East Germany during her lifetime. So she was never able to go. Oh, so that's yeah. A shame. So I was able to go to that church and then a couple of the other churches. Um where uh, another church where I guess my great great grandparents were buried, um mm-hmm. and things like that. So I got to see that area. So um it looked very um very much similar to the Midwest where they settled in southern Michigan. So it looked right? very similar to that area. So yeah. you know, when you close your eyes, open your eyes, you'd think you'd be in in Ohio, right? You know, or <laughs> Indiana, <Please. laughs> or, or you know, or, or Michigan. So it was very, yeah. very the land. You can see cool. why those people mm-hmm. ended yeah. up over there. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So and the church Excellent. was built. Um, the church was built in like I think originally parts of it were built in the 13th century. The furnishings they said were circa about 1870, 1880, which is exactly the time period where my grandparents. So you could really visualize Mm -hmm. your ancestors. They were there with this furniture. I went to another church, and unfortunately, that church had been um, rebuilt um, in the 1890s, and they had already left by then. So I knew that that church wasn't really a part of my family's you know history. Although I did have um, ancestors buried in the cemetery there. So anyway, so that was really cool. That's awesome. We'll put a picture up on the website. Yeah. Yeah. So, German so, research. Right. If if you all have German ancestors, and a lot of us do um, in, in our families, or somebody, that seems to be a country where we, uh, a lot of people have ancestry. So we thought, I do, I do as well. Um, right. I'm very proud of our German ancestry. Yes, of course. Yeah. Of course. Mm-hmm. So uh, how do we do that from here? Well, because we can't all just jump across the pond yeah, and, and luckily, and do uh, you know, twenty years ago, you probably had to do that. Yeah. Um, although, again, family, um, his, the family history library has excellent resources, mm-hmm. uh, which we're going to talk about in a minute. But you have to, and what helped me was the fact that I knew exactly the little town where they lived, or yes. that region of where they lived. Yes. Um, and I had that from the passport and from the baptism record. However, 
when I found their um, immigration, their um, passenger list from Hamburg, uh-huh. it said a little town that was near, near it wasn't the exact same town, but uh-huh. it was one very near. So that area. Um, so you need to find those passenger lists. And that should take you back to at least the area. Mm-hmm. I know that you do have to know, uh, you do have to be able to figure out how to, f- what town your ancestor comes from. And I know in a family history that's been written about my Freitag family, it has, and I, I will not pronounce this correctly, uh, it's like Stellacht, something like that, mm-hmm. Germany. But the records that I found from them are from Visselhovida. Mm-hmm. I know that's pronounced correctly because I've actually been to Visselhovida, although not for research. Mm-hmm. We just drove through. It was mm-hmm. near another town for my Schwebert family. Had no idea they were actually that close. Um, so I've only found a couple records from that little town. Mm-hmm. But that's a place that I can now go to because I know that's probably where they went to church. Exactly. Yeah, right. not in the town. Right. For instance, in. my ancestor on the on the passenger list, it says that they are from Berlin. B-A-R-L-I-N. Not Berlin, but Berlin. Berlin. Um, but that's not the church. There's actually no church in Berlin. They had to go they to, had to, go to Right. And there are actually mm-hmm. three churches in this area. So, um, because I had the baptism record, I knew exactly which one. Yeah. However, we I've got a great resource to help you at least narrow down the parishes because awesome. that's what's important is narrowing down those parishes. Yes. If you can't, if you haven't found your ancestor on the passenger list, or if for some horrible reason it just says Germany <laughs> <laughs> or Austria, depending on what mm-hmm. what what time period you'd like talking about you can look for naturalization records because that would often okay. will say when they were where they were born right or, and um, that will help um, marriage records depending on where they got married and how much data is collected um, from that local government um, on the marriage on the marriage license that may say something uh, or have parents names on it as well and of okay. course a death certificate although here in the United States most of the time the death certificates just have the country name that's um, true. You know, even, yeah. you know, as recently as two years ago when my stepmother died, I, you know, I had the town, I had the county, and, I, you know, she was yeah. born in England, and they're like, oh, no, we don't need all that. We just, we just want to put um, United Kingdom on there, and that's fine. Yeah. No. Right? No. Yeah. <laughs> that's all that got on the death certificate. So, um, oh. so death certificates probably aren't going to be that, that helpful. Um, if there is an obituary, perhaps here in the United States... Um, that that might help. It might give sure. some some history there. So um, and family histories, oral histories, written histories. Mm-hmm. You know, we we hear which is what I have exactly. Yeah. Yes, mm-hmm. yes. You have that information, and that's a great starting point. Yeah, you know. Yeah. Um, the next thing you know, once you do have that little town or have an idea of, of where that might be, you need to get a map from that time period or close to it because Germany was not the Germany that we know today as the. Um, as the large country, but it was a confederation of a bunch of um, sovereign states at yes. some p- period um, during the majority of, um, from 1800, 1812 um, to about 1871. It was a conglomeration of different yes. states, and so they were collecting um, information differently. And then you have, right. of course, um, the German Empire, 1871, but then you still have, like in my, my um ancestors case they were from the grand duchy of mecklenburg schwerin which was still a part of the german empire but it was also a separate sort of had its own little thing going on so sure you've got to get those maps and figure out where your people are yeah it's a little messy but right it, so it can, it can be done in my case because my ancestors came over in 1884 i use an 1890 map 
Okay. Um, that I just found digitized online. Uh-huh. And it's nice because it's a JPEG, so I can kind of, um, you know, zoom in when I need to. But Excellent. It, it has yeah. all those little tiny towns on it. And in my ancestors' case, they lived right along the Prussian border. So they were going back and, cor- back and forth across oh, the Prussian border. Yes, so yes. that kind of brings a different dynamic because some of the records are here. But, and or like you said, they lived here, but they worshipped yes. and used a parish over here. And you need a map because mm-hmm. even if you're not finding anything in the town that you know they're from, mm-hmm. you need to look at all yes. the surrounding towns. Exactly, yeah. yes. So find that map as close to the time period mm-hmm. or at least um, before the... the the uh, the countries you know switched um, as far as the um, dividing lines go. Yeah. So find mm-hmm. that map, um, and then you need to start. I, I would start with the parish records because those are are great. Um, they give a lot of information. Yeah. They give parents where the parents are from, parents' occupations, the bride's maiden name, and then um, you know bride and groom. Yeah. They will give them you know yeah. where they're from, where they were born. Like and even that. again, if there's brothers or sisters listed, you know, you can still kind of go that route if you need to. Right. Because what you're going to do is first you need to find out in, in Germany, there's there are two, two um, denominations. There's the Catholic Church mm-hmm. and then there's the Lutheran Church, which in Germany is, called, is referred to as evangelical. So you've got to know if your people are Catholic or if they're... Or what were they at that time? Exactly. Or what were they at that time? Correct. Because that could have changed. So once you have that figured out, then you start looking at those parish records. Um, A great resource is, and what helped me um, find so many different um, records, is um, the Map Guide to German Parish Registers. There's It's a series, and um, each volume is specific to one um, part of Germany, one state. And it's by... Um, Kevin Hansen, Kevin M. Hansen, it's K-E-V-A-N. We'll have a, okay. a, a link to it on our website. But what this does is it breaks down the entire state. In this case, I'm using the Mecklenburg Grand Duchies of Schirin and um, Strelitz. And it breaks them down into Lutheran parishes, Catholic parishes. Okay. And in the back, it has all the little towns and cities in oh my the regions. So then and then awesome. it'll say, is it Lutheran or Catholic? Okay. And then you go to that page and what it's going to show you is it's going to give you a map of the um, of the region um, or that particular area. And this is um, where the civil registry, this all of these areas on the map are within one civil registry. Okay. Which is important for the civil part of the research. But what it does, it gives you a parish key with numbers. So there's, um, in this particular case where my people are from, there's five different parishes, and there's a number next to them. That number is the um, F- the Florida History, I mean the Florida, the <laughs> Family History Libraries, <laughs> Family History Libraries, um, uh, microphone number. Oh, that is awesome. Yep, yep. microphone number. It's the, or at least the first, the first. Thank you, Kevin. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> So all I had to do was go, oh, there's Levine, and it's, um, you know, 69305. Mm-hmm. I just go pull that tape, and then I start from there. Okay. And then it also tells you. And hopefully these tapes <clears throat> have actually been digitized now and are not they are, still. Yeah, a lot of them are. Okay, that's yeah, awesome. A lot of them are, but, um, and then it tells you, and it lists all the little towns in um, this area, and there's Barleen, and it's number three. And in that, in this case, Barleen is actually in, not in Levine, it's in Brudersdorf. So that meant I had to look in Brudersdorf because 
maybe some of my people were there as well. Okay. And it actually turns out that um, out of all of these, three of the five, I found records for my ancestors. That's so incredible. Looking. Yeah. And so, d- so don't stop at one. Keep right, looking because exactly. you never know. Now, they're, they're not indexed. Um, so you have to go page by page by page. Uh-huh. I mean, but find, if you have the date of your ancestor's birth, you start yeah. there, and then you can work backwards yeah. and forwards. That's and the look. fun part. Exactly. Because then you want to try and build that whole family. <laughs> yeah. Because the more information you have on these records, you're going to look at the um, the godparents, because yes. those are aunts and uncles yes. for the most part. You're going to yes. see the names, the common names being repeated again. So, But you do have to go page by page by page through yes. those because they're not going to be indexed. I mean, Ancestry has indexing to a certain degree, but I would still go page by page to try and collect. you might miss something if you just go right. with whatever they exactly. have right now. Exactly, mm-hmm. exactly. Yes. Um, so, um, and also our ancestors moved. For instance, my, my people, they didn't own property. They didn't own a home. So they were moving depending on where they could find work. Mm-hmm. So that's why I probably find them in so many parishes is because they were, you know, they might have used this parish for a while, but then their parents came from this other place because that's where they had work. Right. You know, so right. they left for work. So, um, you know, unless you your ancestor was um, a professor, a professional, or had some profess- profession in that particular area, yeah, you know, they yes. could have moved. So moved around a lot. That's true. So, so that was a huge help to me. Um, in addition to that, civil registries, um, which are um, they, I, I'm not sure if they started in the same in the same year in, all across um, the different German states, or you have to check out when the civil registry started for your particular state. Okay. Mine um, in Mecklenburg-Schwerin, it started in 1876. So I know that I can't look for civil registries prior that. to that. But what is really great about that is the civil registries, for instance, once that person has been registered, they record all the information about that person in that registry book throughout their life. Incredible. So you will look at a marriage record, and it will say the usually the names of mo- at least most of the kids, if not all the children born of that marriage. Okay. It will. You might also find the year of death for those marriage partners, because if one of them remarried, they're going to look back to see and make sure that the husband or the wife had died. That's so awesome. That's, yeah. yeah so that's you can get a such lot a great of information resource. from those records. Yeah. And from what I was told by my colleagues in Germany is you, if you can find it at the, either find it at the state level, uh, because each um, region will have their own archive and then there's a state archive. So um, mm-hmm. Schwerin has its own um, archive, but then each individual um, region will have a, a um sub archive but those usually at the local level will have more information more notations okay then all those sure. notations don't go to the state sure. but you might be able to have it have a quicker way to yeah. find it at the state level and then move back so look at both That's i always that. find that fascinating what what you know i know i've talked about before doing the research i did in alsace the records that mm-hmm. i found the pages for a marriage is just so much information. Yes. Mm-hmm. I'm not, and of course, I don't know what it all says because mm-hmm. it's in French and mm-hmm. I haven't had it all translated. Mm-hmm. But for the ones that I have, you find out their occupations, the entire bridal yep. party, mm-hmm. everybody's occupation, mm-hmm. how they're related. Mm-hmm. It's just an incredible yep. wealth mm-hmm. of, yes. the religion, of information. Their religion, your, they'll yeah. say their street, rec- the street where they live. Yes. And the street where they lived is important because, especially if they live in a city, mm-hmm. because if you have that street, if, from, if you find the civil registry first and you find that street, then you can now look for the parishes 
that are within uh, that walking are distance by. of that street yes. because of course um yeah it's you know in a large city like berlin they have 12 different sub regions mm-hmm. you know um that sub registry areas that you have breaks down you know even further and further so those addresses are coming uh, are very important cemeteries and obituaries in germany are not uh, are very limited um, I was I was disappointed, even though I kind of knew going in that I was going to be disappointed. But I knew that my ancestors were buried in these certain church um, parish um, mm-hmm. um, yards, and but um, grave markers are not kept up in Germany unless the family pays for their upkeep. But once the family dies off, no longer is keeping up that marker, they will sure. remove it. Um, they say for liability re- liability reasons. So. Huh. The one church I went to in Brudersdorf, I know that my great great grandparents were buried there. It's just a completely. It looks like an empty field, like a field. Okay, yeah. but I know it must be full. <laughs> but there was the no only, way to know where they were. Right. The, okay. the only markers that are there are the newer ones, and there were people who were out there tending their their family's markers and their yeah. little, their plots. Um, you know, when I was there, it was on a Friday, but um, so or they were just they were just totally overgrown with with ivy. Um, hmm. They actually make um, a flower bed over the grave, and um, they're very lovely. Okay. But um, and obituaries, if they do have them, they're limited to pretty much the name of the de- decedent, the date of birth, date of death. Okay. You know, and that's about it. So, um, not you know, don't don't go and think you're going to see your. Yeah. You what know. about census records over there? So census records are um, sh- depending on again where your ancestors from. Um, if they were not destroyed during the war, because again we do have a, a major, you know, two major wars going on throughout this territory. So, yeah. Um, but they are available. I know for my people, Mecklenburg Schwerin, there are I think two or three for the time period okay. that um, my ancestors lived there, and Ancestry has them, I believe, online. So you can um, go through those. Again, I don't not sure if they're indexed or not. Uh, my people are from very small towns, so it's easy to just go through the whole Might thing. Might have to do the page by page. Exactly, then. page by yes. page. But, but um, I think that's so beneficial, too, because that gives you an idea of other, you know, you might see other names popping up as you look through. Absolutely. That, mm-hmm. yeah. Yes. You never know where that could help you down the road. Yes. For so sure. um, I would Google um, whatever region, you know, if your people are from Saxony, Google Saxony um, census records and see mm-hmm. what, what's available mm-hmm. um, before you start. And then just do it methodically, you know, okay. year by year. So, um, there's some great online resources. Um, we talked about the book already, yeah. but um, one that my colleagues in Germany use all the time is called um, genealogy.net, www.genealogy.net. Okay. Um, it is in German. However, if you um, use Google Chrome, yeah, you can do then the you translate. can translate. Then you can translate the pages. So okay. it's not going to be, uh, you know, a perfect, perfect translation, mm-hmm. <laughs> as we all know. Yes. Google is not a perfect <laughs> right. translation, but um, <clears throat> it's excellent. It's good, yeah. It, and so then you can get through that. Um, some of the really cool things, as a matter of fact, um, if you are a member of um, NGS, the um, National Genealogical Society, mm-hmm. their uh, NGS magazine for April, June 2018 actually had an article on this website. Um, and it was by um, Timo Krakett. And um, it goes through all the different um, 
databases and information that's available on this website. Excellent. Um, so it's really, yeah, it was um, a really good Is it just article. for uh, German genealogy since it's genealogy.net? It is. It is. It's, it's just German. German. It's German okay. genealogy. Excellent. Um, they have a meta search, which, um, um, I, you know, obviously you, I, you should use, but it's very precise for location. So when I would type in my family's surname and then like Barleen, yeah. it's only going to search for anything that says Barleen. It's not going to do, you know, Mecklenburg. Okay. You know, they, it's not going to automatically know that Barleen is in Mecklenburg. So I had to go and search all the different um, locations and then um, the state as a whole and the Grand Duchy as a whole um, to pop up some things. Okay. So, but right. it will link you. The other thing it has on it is um, fa- um, individuals who have uploaded their family trees. So these are Excellent. Germans for the most part uploading trees. So if you're you've got a link there, yes, um, then you're able to then make a connection yes. to um, to someone over there. Kind of like the I use Genianet for mm-hmm. French mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. research. Everybody has uploaded their mm-hmm. tree there. I've made a lot of connections right. in that. Exactly, okay. it's the same same thing. Um, so yeah, so the users can. Um, they also have a wonderful. Um, it's called GenWiki, uh-huh. and their wiki is great. Um, if you're looking for information about the particular state where your ancestors are from, finding out the socioeconomic conditions of that time period, uh-huh. um, you know, what your ancestor, you know, if your ancestor was a farmer, what they would probably be farming. Um, and then it will also give then the um, links to the different state archives and the local archives that are available. So you can drill down and figure out at least kind of where you might might email to try and get those civil registry um, records from. Yes, so. and and doing that is, is, a, is a really good idea mm-hmm. to make a connection over there in the town that your ancestors lived. Find somebody at the archives that you can communicate right. with to email or mm-hmm. call or whatever. That worked and out really well for you in Alsace-Lorraine. It did. it did, yeah. Yeah, so I had that connection there, and he, you know, emailed me, you know, oodles of documents. Mm-hmm. I think we've already talked about that, but um, but try to reach out. I mean, because yeah. I know there are other, like for me, if I'm going to continue my research mm-hmm. over there in Alsace, there's a, a lot of other little towns I'm discovering now from the documents that mm-hmm. he sent me mm-hmm. that my ancestors are from. I'm like, okay, well, mm-hmm. I don't know anybody in those towns, but mm-hmm. I can definitely find out where their archives are and send an email right. over there to see if someone can help me mm-hmm. um, or send me any records over there. Right. Mm-hmm. Yep. Very good. They seem, they're very generous. I think you just have to be patient. You have to give everybody time and, mm-hmm. you know. Um, now, did you write in French polite. or did you write in English? I wrote in English, okay. and mm-hmm. he wrote me back mm-hmm. in English. Good. That doesn't mean that would work the next time. but You know what? Google, uh, Google Translate works both ways. <laughs> this is true. This is true. Um, let's see. The other really great website um, that um, will give you a lot of um Links to other databases is um, GermanRoots.com. Mm-hmm. Um, that's okay. a U.S.-based uh, website, but then it gives you a lot of links to um, to resources. Um, so we'll Excellent. have both of those links Excellent. on um, our website. Yeah. Another and, idea too mm-hmm. is I was just looking because um, mm-hmm. I, I I do a lot of things on Facebook with the my French genealogy and I, and I too have German genealogy I just haven't like gone down that road, road yet I keep sticking with the French stuff but if you just put into your search bar German genealogy yeah that's true um, you will come up with a ton of Facebook pages some of them will be specifically to help you translate a page so 
I know and uh, my French ones do the same thing. So I could submit one of my documents. Of course, I have like 50. I don't know which one to submit. <laughs> you know, you submit one and someone will help you translate that. Or, or at least just say, can someone please help me figure out the birth date and death date on this right. document? Mm-hmm. You know, maybe you don't need all the other stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, and then some will be specific to your town or specific to your area in Germany. So you can pick and choose. A lot of them will ask you to join. Mm-hmm. And when you join, they'll probably ask you specific questions like, why do you want to research it? They're just trying to uh, not have spam. Mm-hmm. They don't want people to come in and throw in all their gobbledygook into mm-hmm. their site. So please, you know, please do do that. Re- reach mm-hmm. out to these yeah. Facebook communities. Yeah. I, um, I Googled, um, I just Googled um, Mecklenburg, um, Mecklenburg, Schwerin genealogy mm-hmm. and I, I just came across I stumbled across a website called emecklenburg.de which is a German uh, mm-hmm. website mm-hmm. that, that um, was I guess put together by Dieter Garling and which is a wonderful website because I was looking for just some background information on Mecklenburg and trying to find out you know especially the region the little area where my my um, grandfather and great-grandparents were from and it had a lot it was in English and it um, English and, and German and it mm-hmm. had a lot of helpful mm-hmm. links um to um, information um, as well. So, and then I ran across um, another. Somebody had put a family tree up, and, and I did, wasn't a member, so I couldn't see all, everything. Uh, but he had um, the same people that I had been, you know, had mm-hmm. had just found. Mm-hmm. And then he found me on the guy who had put the website up. Is um, the family tree up he actually found me on ancestry and we and turned out that we're like third or fourth cousins oh that's and crazy and he lives in, in munich yeah. and um there was the first person that i had actually made contact with in germany that i actually knew was you know related related to yeah, exactly to so then he gave me access and you know i, I became like a member of his okay. family tree and yeah and um his good research you know, he go. had actually gone to the um, archives in Schwerin and had done some research there, yeah. but everything c- was connected. So he would so. also be a resource for you if you were like, oh, I n- really need this document for this person. Maybe he could go Possibly, find it for Possibly, or you. he could at least request it in German sure. because he's done it. He actually lives in... Um, in um, he would be helpful to you. Yeah, in yeah. Munich, so which is very Excellent. far away. But yeah. Excellent. Yes. Hey, cousin, calling in a favor. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> Right, or just ask him if he had it because mm-hmm. he has already done research, you know, yeah. there. So, um, yeah. you know, I had asked him. I said, you know, did you go? Have you been there had, yeah. to the little area? And he said, yes, he had, um, but there wasn't really a lot. Well, and that's another thing too. If you have, if you find others on ancestry, like for example, you know how mm-hmm. there's always the little shaky leaves, mm-hmm. and you find other people who have trees, and they're already done, and you see that they have a lot of resources. Um, they might have some of these documents that you are looking for, and you don't have. Reach out and ask them. Do you have this? Mm-hmm. You know, how did you prove this? I, mm-hmm. Do you have anything that you'd be willing to share with me? Right, right. And really, as as a genealogist, we should we should be sharing with other people. Absolutely. Yes, we might have had an expense to go get it and stuff mm-hmm. like that, but that's kind of the thrill of you right. found it. Right. It's it's your thing, but you know, share. That's a good point. Because <laughs> you know how hard it is. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, if you do, when you find that, do you find the parish um, that? Um, your ancestor probably uh, was a member of, you can also find the current contact information on the web. You just mm-hmm. Google that parish. You um, That's what I did to mm-hmm. make contact mm-hmm. with the sexton there. And then if you aren't finding exactly what you need as far as parish records, you might just email them and say, you know, can you give me some more background on the parish records? Were they destroyed? I'm not finding them online. They haven't been digitized. Can you help me? Or, you know, is there a researcher in the area that can help me? Sure. Um, 
Yeah. If you are planning a, tr- a research trip to Germany and you do go to the to the parish and you are looking for the records, you know it's always a good idea to make sure that you um, you know make a donation, a small donation to yeah. the church as well, so, uh, to the parish as well, and to contact so. ahead, let them mm-hmm. know that you're coming, right? Because they're more than they were very happy to open yeah. the church for me and mm-hmm. you know just let me go, you know, let, walk around. Yeah. So they're very happy. Sometimes happy to if do you just that. show up and like, oh hey, we're here for research, right. and you're like, well, well, and most of the time, right? Most of the time, the churches there's no one there. So you mm. actually, if you don't call ahead, you're going to come and the church is going to be locked up. Um, where if, when I did call ahead to the two different churches, you know, they, they met me there. The one right. guy, he did not speak English, but he did have a flyer. It was, of course, it was all in German. I could come back and I could translate later. Um, but it gave me the history of the church. So oh, that was very nice. nice. You know, and, very nice. you know, he would just point out a couple of things and, you know, we were able to kind of make it work. <laughs> very <laughs> but, good. Yeah. 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 yeah, but still, the whole fact of just being there is so exciting, you know. Right, to know your ancestors. Yeah. They went to church there. Yeah, That's they did. Cool. Yep, they live there. So, Excellent. so these are just sort of. This is by no means an exhaustive. Um, no, but just to get you going, get you started. Right. Here's some beginner things to look for, and where we have found success. Yes. So, um, maybe you That's, all have some other resources that you'd be happy to share with us, and we would love to hear that as yeah. well. So if you've or, done stories if you've gone over there and done research over there as well yeah. so yeah that's really cool so yeah. all, right, all right until next time cheers thank you for listening please email us with any questions or comments at genealogyhappyhour at gmail.com visit our website www.genealogyhappyhour.com for additional resources books and wines don't forget to drink responsibly and never drink around genealogical documents